Hi, it's Terence Wallace, and welcome to my new series, Stories from the Road. In 2014, I decided to leave the corporate world behind and start my own business, Indelible Adventures Inc. This is a culmination of my writing, photography, speaking, and travel, and uh, gave me a great opportunity to travel the world. And so, with my writing, I've been able to gather and collect many stories from all my adventures. So this series is a dedication to all of those stories. I hope you enjoy them. Join me in this episode as I explore Tokyo. Tokyo is a city of perpetual change, one that has embraced transformation and fluidity, and much more interested in the future than the past. It nevertheless carries its history and traditions into the present. This intensely cultural capital is one of the world's most energetic and creative cities. One of the first things that struck me upon arriving into Japan was how neat and clean everything was. Not a piece of litter to be seen no matter where I was, even in the heavily frequented tourist areas of Tokyo. An incredible example was when I was at the Shujiki fish market. Generally fish markets aren't exactly known for their cleanliness, but to my surprise I observed a stall owner sweeping meticulously, scrubbing and gathering the detritus into a pan and then hosing and scrubbing the sidewalk some more, right in front of her stall. Everywhere I looked, nothing was out of place and gleamingly clean. On the day after my arrival into Tokyo, I decided to go and check out the Tsukiji fish market. With more than 400 different kinds of seafood arriving every day for auctioning and dispatching, it's also known as Tokyo Central Wholesale Market. Eels come from Taiwan, salmon from Chile and Canada, tuna from Tasmania, and shrimp from Thailand. It truly is a seafood lover's dream. One of the highlights for me was watching the artisans as they carefully cut and peeled the sea urchins right before my eyes. The Sikiji fish market isn't just a fish market, it's a way of life for many of the locals who come by each day to pick up their seafood needs for the day and to try new delicacies from all over the world. Just delicious. Tokyo has a plethora of places to go and see. One of my favourites was the Meiji Shrine, dedicated to the memory of the Meiji Emperor from 1868 to 1912 and his consort Shoken. The Meiji Shrine is a fine example of restrained Shinto architecture. Completed in 1920, the shrine was destroyed in an air raid in 1945. As I walked the gravel paths of the Meiji Shrine, I was astounded by the beauty and the quiet, serene nature of the place that I was visiting. It truly was one of those places on earth that you can soak in. During my visit to the Meiji Shrine, as I walked along the broad tree-lined avenue that led to the shrine, there was a groundsman painstakingly sweeping the leaves, and I mean every leaf, with a long twig broom into a line so that he could gather them. Nothing out of the ordinary, you might think, except that the avenue was a kilometre long and the broom handle was 15 feet long. During my visit, as I paid closer attention, I realised that everyone, no matter what type of work or what age, take great pride in the quality of their work 
irrespective of the type of job it might be. There is a uniform for every type of job and everyone is very, very proud to do the work that they do. Now that may seem strange, but this form of respect is the common thread that binds Japanese society today. Even in the crowded city of Tokyo, people are respectful of the rules. A great example is that no one walks across the road if they have a red light at the pedestrian crosswalk, even if there are no cars. Everyone just waits patiently until it turns green, and then off they go. No one, and I mean no one, jaywalks in Tokyo. This isn't just a thing in Tokyo. Every city that I visited, it seems that the same rules apply, and everyone has the utmost respect for the societal rules that everyone obeys so closely. Now I like order as well as anyone, and it suited me perfectly to see everything so perfect and neat and clean. Tokyo is huge, and mostly homogenous in terms of who you see. Sure, there are plenty of tourists, but when you're in a city of more than 13 million, the tourists are definitely outnumbered by a significant margin. That being said, I've never been in a city where I felt safer. Day or night, no matter which neighborhood I was exploring, and although few people speak English, there is signage everywhere you go. And so it's very easy to navigate and live, even if you aren't fluent in the language. As you explore Tokyo, one of the things I found interesting was the Koban, or the small police stations that are spread all over the city in their neighborhoods. Now, these aren't so much to stop crime per se, but to show order and respect to the local community. In fact, the Koban's symbol is a policeman on a horse with a small child sitting in front of them in the saddle, as if they were bringing them home. Tokyo, like Shanghai, there aren't a lot of people who speak English. They're definitely friendly and more often than not, you're able to communicate via universal sign language, aka smiling. An important reminder is that English is not a very well-known language in Japan, particularly in Tokyo. Even with a population of 13 million, very few people outside of the tourism and hospitality industry speak English on a regular basis. That being said, they are super friendly and always willing to communicate and be helpful. I always use the universal sign language, aka smiling and pointing, when all else fails. That might make you feel a little uneasy or uncomfortable about visiting Tokyo, but actually it's an incredibly easy city to navigate, especially because of the metro or subway system, and it's one of the best run in the world. There are English signs throughout the system, as well as at each subway stop, it is announced in both English and Japanese, and so very, very easy to travel around. This coupled with a very friendly population makes Tokyo a destination for sure. Here's a couple of tips to get you started when planning your trip to Tokyo. Yes, I know you want to. Given that Tokyo is absolutely enormous, it will make your life a whole lot easier if you choose a hotel that is relatively close to a subway or metro stop. By choosing your hotel close to the metro or subway stops, it enables you to get out of your hotel first thing in the morning 
and get on your way, as opposed to walking long distances before getting on. During this trip to Tokyo, my initial hotel was called the Tobu Hotel Levant Tokyo. Situated on the eastern edge of the inner city and with only 200 meters walking distance to the Kinchiko subway station, this was an awesome place to stay and I would definitely recommend it. Comfortable in a Japanese way, actually not unlike New York in that respect, they're small rooms but very well appointed. I had the perfect northern view of the Skytree Tower. It's stunning at night. When visiting Tokyo, I would highly recommend buying a Suica card when you arrive. This is a prepaid reloadable card that allows you to ride the metro or subway, as well as trains and buses. It's as simple as tapping your way in and out after each ride and it takes the hassles out of constantly buying tickets, especially at peak transit times. A couple of the huge advantages of buying a Suica card is that one, you can also use it in convenience stores to buy drinks and snacks. Two, the Suica card can also be used across Japan and other cities to ride their transit systems, but you do need to check ahead to make sure that they do prior to your trip. As I've mentioned in prior episodes, it's important to take a business card from the hotel that you're staying at because it'll have both English and Japanese interpretations of your address if you need to take a taxi back. I also downloaded a great little app onto my iPhone that helped you navigate the Tokyo subway system. It's called City Rail Map. With this handy little app, you can download virtually every subway system in the world Yes, there is a small fee, but I used it on many of my travels and it makes life so much easier and better as you can be used offline as well. A couple more great little places to go and visit are firstly the Imperial Palace grounds. The Imperial Palace is part of the Forbidden City. It has a public park. The palace grounds are encircled by moats, large stone walls and ancient bridges, keeps and gardens. It's an element of the history of Tokyo that you must see. To get to the Imperial Palace grounds, I took the subway to the Takabashi subway stop. Taking the metro or subway to the Asakura subway stop, I visited the Sensoji Temple. The Sensoji Temple has been destroyed many times over its lifetime, each time being rebuilt to the replica of its prior glory. If you like museums, Tokyo is the place for you. The Edo Tokyo Museum. This fabulous museum traces the history of Edo, or Tokyo, charting its growth from a fishing village to today's megacity. Other museums include the Japan Folk Crafts Museum, the Japanese Sword Museum, the Mori Art Museum, and the Tokyo Metropolitan Museum of Photography, not to mention the Tokyo National Museum. Each of them is a gem in its own right. One of my other favorite places to visit was Roppongi. The Roppongi district is the club and music capital of Tokyo. Not to mention that, it also has a vibrant street scene with terrific restaurants and street food. 
two big shopping areas in Tokyo to be aware of. Obviously the Ginza, world-renowned and been, been the center of shopping and high fashion in Tokyo for many, many years. But the other is if you're into electronics, then take the metro or subway to the Akibara subway stop. There's computers, video games, software, photography equipment, you name it. This is the home of electronics worldwide. Interestingly enough, the Akibara area is also home to anime. This uh, interesting subculture is something that I'd never been exposed to, but was fascinating because lots of people were dressed up on the streets. In addition, I think my highlight was watching the Super Mario Tour in little go-karts in the traffic, weaving in and out of the traffic, dressed in Super Mario costumes. Wow, just so much fun. My time in Tokyo was way too short, but I know that I'll be back to this vibrant and beautiful city. I can't wait to visit again. And I hope this has piqued your imagination and perhaps you'll visit too. If you'd like to learn more about me or my adventures, please visit my website at www.indelibleadventures.com. Thanks for listening and have a fantastic day. Until next time, ciao.